When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl week, Iron Bowl Eve. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Appreciate everybody for joining us on the Modcast. There's Jeffrey, there's Cole, I am Justin. What's up, fellas? Thanksgiving good? How was it? Yeah, my body weights up. <laughs> Same. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, my allergies are all messed up today because I stood by a fire last night. And that, that'll do mm-hmm. it every time. So, uh, yeah. just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. I'm with you, Jeffrey. I, 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 you go through Thanksgiving week and you just feel like crap come Friday. You're like, I, it's going to take fruit. I mean, I'll never work all this off. It's good, though. <laughs> totally it's worth good. it. <laughs> uh, um, all right. <clears throat> Lots to talk about, um, about the Iron Bowl. Uh, as we always do, we're going to start with prize picks and then we'll get into what we think about this, uh, 88th Iron Bowl coming up. Prize Picks. If you haven't already, go download the app. Prize Picks. Uh, all first-time users that deposit and use your promo code will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. Promo code is War Eagle, all caps, one word. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and uh, if they will go more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry uh, we've talked about this before but they're going to give you a projection you're going to pick more or less it's a 50-50 shot can't beat it um, this week Auburn and uh, actually Auburn has a couple of squares if you're in the state of Alabama you've got to use combo squares so it's uh, for instance this week rushing yards combo Dark West Hunter is paired with Oh, right here. Jaquindon Jackson from Utah. This is a pretty good talking point here. Jaquindon Jackson from Utah and Jarquez Hunter. Their projection is 136.5 rushing yards. So those two guys combined, will they rush for more or less than 136? So you're looking at, what, 65, 67 each. Now, looking at Alabama's rush defense, because obviously we're focusing on Jarquez Hunter here. Jarquez, uh, Alabama's rush defense. Is number four? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're big. Ba- ba- yeah, they give about one to seven in a game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. One seventeen a game. Jarquez Hunter. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's a uh, 60 to 70 yard guy this week. I mean, if Auburn's going to have any success, he's going to need to have a few yards, right? <clears throat> Is 70 yards a good day? Probably not enough. I don't think so either. Here, here's another one, man. Jalen Milrow, Alabama quarterback. The uh, projection for him, the combo square, he's comboed with Alan Bowman from OK State. Four 
total whatever passing, rushing, uh, receiving touchdowns four between Jalen Milroe and Alan Bowman. You gotta like the over on that, right? I mean, do you think Milroe will four. will account for three touchdowns against Auburn? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I do too. And then so that means Bowman has to uh account for two. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I, I think if you split it down the middle with those two, you'd probably feel pretty good about that pick. <clears throat> what was the hunter? What was the hunter and Bowman uh, Hunter and Jackson combined? One thirty six and a half. I would go over Utah plays Colorado. <clears throat> oh. Um that kid averages about 67 a game, but, you know, he goes for 90 or something. Oh, and against Colorado's defense, absolutely. I'm going to go with uh, over on both of the – or the more, excuse me, more on both Probably of those. More. more than 136.5. And, and then more on Jalen Milrow and Alan Bowman, more than four touchdowns. More, more, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go, so uh, if, if I make a $20 entry and I get both of those correct, I win 60 bucks. Place entry. Booyah. Just like that. Real easy. Uh, so anyways, go to Prospects, download the app if you haven't already. Use the promo code WARREAGLE, all caps, uh, you deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks, so you got 200 bucks to play with. Uh, like power sticks, we appreciate that. Boom. All right, fellas. Eighty-eighth Iron Bowl is upon us. Uh, Auburn is a thirteen and a half point underdog. Over/under is forty-seven and a half for this game. <clears throat> it's amazing how quickly <laughs> one week can change things. Um, wow. Auburn fans are thinking they're going to roll into this thing with four wins in a row with a great shot at beating Alabama. Alabama fans were terrified of walking into Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, with a going against the Hugh Freeze coach team with some momentum. And all it took was that blunder against New Mexico State for everybody to do a 180. I mean, Bama fans are confident, team's confident, Auburn, Auburn fans are down in the dumps. Most people are thinking Auburn doesn't have a shot. Um, whereas if that law, if that loss doesn't happen, there's probably a lot of people thinking Auburn could upset Alabama in this game. So, I mean, the, the, the question to me is, is Auburn going to get over that loss or not? Are they over it or not? I mean, we'll find out in the first quarter, but if they come in there and they're over that loss, then I think they can compete. There's, they got to do a lot of good things, but I think they can compete. If they're not, then it, it could get ugly. The, well, the, the the problem with the past two weeks is Auburn went from the highest of highs this season. Everything putting coming together against Arkansas. You're at your best against Arkansas, and then a week later, you're absolutely at your worst. It was just this, such 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 a significant one eight. And you go, which team's going to show up? Is it the team that played Georgia well at home? Is it the team that played Ole Miss well at home? Both top ten programs. Can they put that together and give Alabama a run? And then two weeks ago, you're thinking, hell yeah. I mean, I think two weeks ago, Cole and I were thinking the line was going to be seven and a half, eight. I think, Justin, you were at, I think, ten. 
and you know it starts out yeah. at fourteen and a half. It's uh, it, it's hard to have any confidence after last week's New Mexico State game. It really is. That was at home. If they had been on the road, we're going. Oh, you know they've been playing like shit on the road anyways. They're coming back home. You know they they play really well at home. It was at home, and you lost to New Mexico State by twenty one, and you were twenty two point favorites, and you lost by twenty one. And it looks terrible yeah. doing it. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to think Auburn uh, Auburn can pull this out. But <laughs> I, I, I'm going to think about this for the next forty minutes, and we'll we'll talk about predictions. <laughs> We'll see. What do you think, Cole? Mentally, are they uh, are they over it, or is it one of those things, Cole, where you almost have to start the game? Like you got to get into the first few minutes of the Iron Bowl, and then and then to really understand if they're over it. Like all, like the players could say they're over it, but maybe they don't really know until they go out there and they go through the first few drives of Alabama to know are we are we actually good mentally, or are we still in a daze? Yeah. I, I, I go back to uh, something that Keith said to all of us one time um, regarding the Iron Bowl, regarding rivalry games in general. I think he was excluding the Egg Bowl because the Egg Bowl, you never know what's going to happen there. But with the Iron Bowl, usually the favored team wins. Uh, The crazy things do happen in the game, but usually the favored team wins. I mean, that's 80% of the time. So it, it seems very logical that Alabama wins this game pretty handily. And we all feel that way right now, especially after – I mean, I promise you we're talking a little bit differently if they beat New Mexico State and take care of business, mm-hmm. even though Auburn's team will not have gotten any better if they beat New Mexico State. They wouldn't be a 100 times better and be able to take on Alabama any differently if they beat New Mexico State. It's the same team. Uh, I think. I think one of the problems, and, and this is just my opinion, is that buy-in is really tough to get from your team this time of year, especially when you're a new coach and you didn't recruit all these guys. You didn't bring them in. Now, you've got some guys that you brought in. you got the four freshmen that play a lot, Jeremiah Cobb, Kay and Lee, Keldrick Falk, Connor Liu. you got a quarterback in Peyton Thorne who you're obviously very familiar with and you brought in. You have, you know, a few others. And then everybody else was already there and may not be taken well to the way you're wanting to change things. Happens a lot. And I think, you know, if you freeze was smart, and I think he is, as far as recruiting goes, he probably told recruits, um, get ready for this kind of stuff to happen in my first year. You know, don't be shocked when this happens. I'm sure he's done that, and that's why recruits give us the response that they've given us, and that's why um, it's still going to be a loaded and packed Iron Bowl with recruits. But, I, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at all the dynamics here. And if, if Alabama comes in sleepwalking, and I know they won't because they have the greatest motivator ever at head coach, they don't, they don't do that. They don't really do that. Okay, so that's, that's the problem in this game, in my opinion. I think Auburn's going to play a lot better. They have no choice. I think they're going to be more energized. I think they're going to have more um, – I mean, the crowd's going to be better. You're not going to look up in the student section and it'd be empty uh, like it was against New Mexico State. They're going to be better. 
So one of the things I think back, I think back to the Georgia game, obviously. You go, okay, all right, how, how did Auburn compete in that game? <clears throat> well, it started with turnovers. They were plus two in turnover margin. They turned both of those turnovers into touchdowns. Um, they ran the ball fairly well. Peyton had a really long run, uh, but they, they had decent success running the ball, ended up with 200 yards rushing in that game, which allowed them to win time of possession. <clears throat> you know, it starts with the turnover margin for me against Alabama when you're, when you're sort of, uh, when you're that kind of underdog. Can Auburn repeat that performance? Can they be plus two? Can they turn one of those turnovers into a touchdown? Um, I mean, it took a lot for Auburn to go into the fourth quarter of that game tied. And some of that's unpredictable. I don't know. I don't know if they can be, if they can get those two turnovers. I, I don't know if they can turn them into touchdowns. Um, I'm just not sure. But there's definitely some things that have got to go their way. They've got to be successful running the football, um, control the clock a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I wrote about sort of keys to the game. I wrote, Auburn's got to run the ball. You got to contain Jalen Milrow the best you can, um, and then and then in the the third one I talked about was the offensive sort of scheme and thought process of Freeze Montgomery Ken Austin, whoever else, um, and that is what is Freeze approach what is Freeze's approach in this game? Is he sort of I mean this year he's been conservative right? He's played to his defense. He's tried to shorten games. Does he do that again, or does he go? It's the Iron Bowl. Peyton Thorne's the guy. I'm going to be super aggressive and throw caution to the wind and 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 play that way. Do you think he sort of sticks to his guns and tries to shorten the game the way he has been, or do you think he comes out firing and open it up a little bit, maybe surprises people a little bit, and and, and is it is overly aggressive trying to trying to win this football game? I guess the good news, if you're Auburn right now, is you you absolutely have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. There's nothing. I can't think but of you anything. Say that, you can I put? Well, no. But if you're freeze, I mean, y'all talked about keeping it close, and it it looks good for recruiting. You're going to have a million recruits there. Is he thinking I need to keep this? I, this has got to be competitive midway through the third quarter. I need an atmosphere. I need recruits to love this thing in the fourth quarter. I need this thing to be close. Or is he going, I'm going to just go all out, and if that means we're down three touchdowns at halftime, whatever, but we're going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, is he thinking I, I like that, think, or, does he, or no? I don't think he can do that. I don't think he yeah. has a team to do that. I think he, the, the, the conservative approach worked against Georgia, kept him in the ball game, gave him a chance to win. The conservative approach – uh, worked against Ole Miss, kept them in the ball game, gave them a chance to win. I think that's what you've got to do, and I think that's what Freeze is going to do. The one thing you can't afford to do is get blown out. You cannot. You've got to keep it close. you got to shorten the game. I'm expecting a very um, uh, similar game. It's, it's very annoying. I don't know what the, what, what the word is, but it's – it's tough to watch sometimes because it's like, to me, it seems like they're not good enough to go out there and, and, and pick up first down. So he's trying to lengthen this drive, this possession. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a three and out, but let's see how, let's see how long we can make this three and out to give our defense the rest. That's how I felt against Georgia sometimes. That's how I felt against Ole Miss sometimes. It's just, you know, I think Cole and I had talked about this before one time. 
he wants to shorten the game on this possession. Well, my, my thing was, well, the best thing you can do is pick up a first down. And at times it doesn't look like they're trying to do that. It looks like they're trying to make these three plays take as much time off the clock as possible before Auburn punts it back. Uh, so I, I, to me, Justin, this plan has worked with Georgia, with Ole Miss, with top ten teams at home. It's kept the crowd in the game. It's gave them a chance to win. Pop a turnover, maybe a punt return for a touchdown. You don't know what can happen. If you keep it from a, to a one to two score game, never know what can happen. You start throwing the football around, uh, lengthening the game, stopping the clock, trying to keep up with this uh, this team, and you're down, you know, thirty one to three going into the fourth quarter. Can't do that. So I'm expecting a, a, a frustrating for fans to watch, right? I think that's how I felt. How I felt a lot this year. Very frustrating to watch on offense. So I'm expect I'm expecting another frustrating game, uh, but a game that you keep you keep it close. You shorten the game and you stay within two two scores to give your chance uh, give yourself a chance to win in in the fourth. Yeah, I. I'm with you, Jeffrey, and I think that's very possible. That's the same game plan he goes with. Um, I just it, – it's my opinion that I don't know how that benefits you um, when you've got recruits there. I mean, mil- millions. You've seen the list. Um, you know, you've got nothing to lose. You're already bowl eligible. You can't hurt that. You, I mean, you do have something to lose, though. Here's here's what I'm saying. You are going to have to be conservative to an extent, but you can't be half court all the way through the game, in my opinion. You're going to have to take some risks that you maybe haven't taken in a game of this stature. I really do believe that. I think you've got to attempt to get your crowd into the game early on with some big plays and maybe that being on the defensive side, like you said, a turnover, throwing an exotic blitz when maybe it's expected that you drop back and try to keep everything contained. I just think you got to do – got to pull a couple surprises here and there. I think you got to put on somewhat of a show at this point. Because – I think it was Ole Miss. I think it was Ole Miss. The reason I say I think it was Ole Miss is because Cam Coleman came to that game. Uh, as far as we knew at the time, he was there watching this game. And going into the fourth quarter, Auburn had like – Eight passing attempts. It was something yeah. crazy, and I was yeah. like, "Man, when you've got these five-star wide receivers here, at least throw it vertical a couple of times, just so after the game you can say that could have been you." That's what we need. Um, so I agree with Cole, absolutely, but I just haven't seen him do that this year. I haven't either. I'm not saying he is going to do that. Oh, so now maybe that's why you say, "Well, you have nothing to lose now." So take yeah, those shots. Take those I, I think we, I think we find out a lot about Hugh Freeze's mind in this game, because for the first time all season, in my opinion, you have nothing to lose, and maybe there is something to lose. But you know what I'm saying? In other words, yeah, and, you're not run. <coughs> you're not run. You're, you know, there's, there's something to lose on the field, but there's there's something to lose off the field that maybe not go. on the field. Cole's like. Yeah. Cole's saying, look, 
six and six, seven and five, like, you know, whatever, you're already bowlers will go for it. But recruiting right. momentum, there are, there are elements, there are yeah. things that could go bad if, if this thing gets ugly. Perfectly said, yes. Yeah. And you can't be stupid with it. And, and he's not going to be. We know that. We know enough about him at this point and my whole theory of him being a defensive-minded coach that he's not going to be stupid with it. He's not Lincoln Riley where I got no regard for my defense whatsoever. Right. He's not yeah. that guy. He's not that guy. And even Lane Kiffin to an extent. Right. Maybe a lot Lane Kiffin. Um, but he, he's conservative. That's that's his style as a head coach, and he thinks that it benefits his defense, and he knows defense is, is, is a crucial part of winning games. And everywhere he's been, defense has been good. And Auburn's defense this year has been good enough to help them at times, even without depth. So, I mean, again, I'll say it again. I watched Vandy roll eight guys on the defensive line rotation. I watched Auburn roll six, five sometimes. That's a problem. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I get criticizing them for losing a game against New Mexico State. That should never happen at Auburn. But can we also, at the same time, can two things be true and look at it and go, my God, you got a lot of holes in that roster. Mm. I don't can know why we can't look at both. Can you imagine how many people Alabama's going to put in the box and be like, please try to beat us with your arm? Oh, yeah. Try yeah. I dare you. It, it, it's going to be tough going, and it's it's first of all, Alabama's arguably got the best secondary in college football. I mean, there's there's a lot of stats that point to that. Pro Football Focus ranks their overall coverage grade number one in college football. Uh, Kool Aid McKinstry and Terion Arnold are maybe you know the best tandem corners in the country. Like even beyond the stuff we're talking about, Cole, you don't want to you don't want to be super aggressive against them anyway. Like, that's a bad recipe. I don't care if Auburn's 10 and 1. Like, that's just not a great recipe anyway. Yeah. Um, so it points towards maybe being a little more conservative, at least in the get-go, get this thing underway. But, yeah, if you're Alabama, you got Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner on the edge. They're going to be a problem for Auburn's tackles. Peyton Thorne's going to have to do a really good job of trying to figure out, reading them, Um but yeah, it, 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 it's it's going to be different, I think, than the Georgia game. It's something I said after Georgia. I thought Auburn was playing so poorly going into the Georgia game. I'm not sure Georgia knew exactly what Auburn's offense was going to do or would be good at. And I think Auburn did some good things in that game. You got a whole season of Auburn now, even some good stuff they've done. I think Alabama's going to be far more prepared on defense than what Georgia was. All Georgia really had to go off of was UMass, Sanford, crap teams. And then some really bad performances at Texas A&M and Cal. Alabama's got a season, some really good performances on offense to look at. And I, I think it's going to be a lot tougher going on offense than it was against Georgia. Like I, I just I think it's going to be, it's going to be sluggish and kind of everything Auburn can do to try to get to 17. Just, just calling a really good game and try to get to 17 on your own. Maybe get a turnover, maybe get a good punt return, and maybe you can get past that. But I think it's going to be everything they can do to try to get to 17 points. The defense is just going to have to – they're going to have to make some plays and, and hold them down. They're going to have to make some plays. A couple turnovers, I think. And don't forget yeah. who their defense coordinator is. Hello. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Kevin Steele. He's good. When, when, when you say nothing to lose on offense – you know, one thing we haven't seen a lot, uh, I think we've seen one trick play. 
I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we it saw was a one disaster. Team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not much for the trick plays. Uh, I, I think he, I think his trick play in his mind, my gotcha play is the back shoulder, and they just aren't able to complete it. Well, that's a bad one. We got to get some new ones if that's the one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's funny you mentioned that, Jeffrey. I literally was thinking about that within the last week, that they're outside of the holden Gurner double pass, which was just an epic failure oh, against yeah. Ole Miss, and I saw a hilarious tweet. I think it was Drunk Albie that said, maybe we should work on the single pass before we work on the, before <laughs> <laughs> the double pass. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, there's been nothing, no reverses. I mean, really, really absolutely nothing in terms of, of trickery. Fake punts, fake field goals, you know, gotcha onside kicks. We've, yeah. we've not seen anything like that. Nothing. <clears throat> it goes back to the margin of error, error that he's so worried about, and, and he should be, by the way. Yeah. He has every right to be worried about that. <laughs> Speaks to some caution, right? Some, some, yeah. some, his sort of cautious nature, I think, this year. Yep. What an interesting game it's going to be. You look at it from this this angle, you know what's his what's his uh, what's his strategy going to be? What's his plan going to be? Does he have confidence in that? I just don't. I think it's going to be very vanilla. I, I'll say this: um, I love the RPO game. For those you know that maybe don't understand exactly what that is, <clears throat> the way that Auburn's done it most of the time is that it's a pre-snap read. Uh, meaning I have the option, if I'm Peyton Thorne, I have the option to hand it off or throw to one of my screens or my slant or whatever attachment I have. And based on the box, a lot of times, is what des- decides that. So, I mean, who's not going to go eight-man box against Auburn? That's why Jarquez Hunter, and of course, you didn't have many drives a week ago. Jarquez Hunter only had seven touches or carries. I think you got to maybe come out of the RPOs at times Take that away from the quarterback. Make it easier on him. Make it easier on Jarquez Hunter, who is really good. And your best bet at getting some yards, in my opinion, and hand it off. Take the pass attachment off. Forget about that part. Just hand it off and try to win at the line of scrimmage a few times. And, you know, because they're going to dictate your RPFs with the box for the most part. You know what's interesting about the RPOs? Cole, and, and the other element of that, by the way, I would say is the the receivers. that They have not been good. And yeah. um, the chemistry between them and Peyton Thorne in the RPO game is just not there. Um, and so do you trust – do you trust that combination of Peyton, the receivers, against – in the RPO game against Alabama's corners and stuff? I, I, I don't particularly trust that. There's, um, there's a time and place for it. There's absolutely yeah. that. I just don't think you can do it all the time in a game like this. you got to find a way well, to get some yards. But one of the things New Mexico State did is it felt like they dictated – I feel like it can go both ways on defense. If you know their RPO, then you can kind of dictate, which I felt like New Mexico State did at times. In other words, New Mexico State would crash an end. Okay, if we crash an end, Peyton's going to read the end and do X. Well, guess what? Then if that's what he's going to do, I'm then going to run my safety up after we crash a defensive end, and he pulls it, and my safety is just going to be sitting there waiting on you because I knew you were going to read it. I knew you were going to pull it. 
or X, Y, Z. I think Alabama's smart enough, too, to – that RPO game, I feel like, can go the other way if it's not executed really, really well, and they can dictate. I'm going to do this, and I know how you're going to read that, and then we're going to do this, and now you're screwed. And I would – you know, Nick Saban and Kevin Steele are really good at that. So maybe taking some of that away, too, um, isn't a bad idea. I mean, there's really only one way to stop the safeties from coming up, and that is to hit a pass downfield. And <laughs> you do not want to rely on that. Nope. You just don't. That's not the smartest move. The, the better move, I, I've liked the jet sweep action that they've thrown in at times this season, Well, even with Jeremiah Cobb in there. I think that gets you off balance a little bit as a defense. Haven't seen that much the past. I saw it a little bit in Arkansas, but not much. You know, you didn't see it in this last game. Of course, did they even get to go to their full plan against New Mexico State? They got trounced so bad on defense and those drives that lasted so long. I mean, there's an adjustment to be made there. Trust me. An adjustment that you could actually make the game more, believe it or not, you could make the game more favorable for yourself against Alabama than you had against New Mexico State by just making a few adjustments on defense and finding a way to get that third down stop because when they get that clock rolling, the way this clock thing works now, I mean, that's a whole quarter, half of a quarter you're using up on a drive. Find a way to get off the field, and your offense will be better. I mean, that's that's kind of elementary, but that's what it is right now. Yeah. Do we see any Robbie? We haven't seen Robbie in in, in a couple games now. Is yeah. is there any scenario wondering. where he he plays a part in this game, or does Freeze stick with things? Hey, I gave the keys to Peyton. It's his show. That's the deal. Because Robbie, Robbie did have some good good moments in that Georgia game. Yeah, he did. In Alabama last year. Yeah, yeah, he did some good Probably. things in Alabama last year, too. Probably his best game. You know, I always lean Peyton Thorne because he gave you the best chance to run the offense. But, I mean, what's the offense consist of now? About 10 or 12 plays? I mean, it just seems like it's just so basic. Um, they've got, you know – Four or five running plays, maybe actually maybe seven or eight running plays, and you know three or four passing plays. It's just I think I mentioned this last week, but if if you're just going to do your RPO and throw the football down the field four or five times in the first three quarters, who gives you a better chance to succeed in that offense? I don't know, Cole. But does the running guy, does the athlete, does the guy who can beat people to the corner? If you're not asking him to, because I don't, uh, I don't think my my problem with Peyton last week was it was like okay, man, it was like he he looked at his first read and if it wasn't there he was running. Yeah, it's like he went through his progressions, and when I say that I'm I'm basing that off of, you know, he gets the ball, he looks, it's not there, and he runs. I don't ever see him go oh, and come yeah. back here. And for the record, in man coverage, progressions are not the same as they are. It really, it's it's totally different. And, and when they're running man, you don't do the progressions like you do in a zone coverage, which is uh, something that a lot of folks, you know, don't even realize. So it's a it's a quicker read. Hey, if he's not there, I gotta go. And he did that a few times against New Mexico State. Maybe a little quick at times. He needs to draw back on that some. I think. 
and maybe let the play develop more. But against Alabama, you're not going to have that time. So Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I don't think Robbie's the answer. That's just me. Uh, I think Peyton Thorne gives you a better shot at slowing the game down, at limiting turnovers, limiting mistakes, uh, I think the game gets more out of hand quickly if you put Robbie in there because of the things that that, that he, you know, can't do that Thorne can do. And I think Thorne takes care of things better on the offense, what, no, no matter what the play calling is. And he can run too. You know, he's got, he's got that threat with it. I don't think – I know Robbie's a better runner, but I just don't think that Thorne is a slouch in that, in that category at all. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and look, uh, my, my stance on, on this has been really clear, I hope, for most of the season, and that's that it should be Thorne's show. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think it'll take Auburn getting in some certain situations to get Robbie into the game. But I just – I think that would sort of signal some desperation if uh, Robbie gets in there after not playing for now three or three or four games or whatever it is. Um, well, I don't know that that would be – it, what they did against Georgia was that he had his package, right? He had specific plays, and yeah. that's possible. And it worked. It worked. Um, yeah. Yeah, I also think we can't ignore the fact that there's. it's very obvious that Georgia was not motivated as much as they should have been that day. How do I know that? Because they're leaps and bounds better roster-wise than Auburn. They shouldn't be in a game like that with Auburn. So it has no. to be something. Uh, I say motivation. Uh, I'm sitting here watching it. I've talked to people who deal with it. So I, that's what it is. It's the same thing that could happen to Alabama when they come into Jern Hare, knowing that Auburn just lost to New Mexico State. Auburn could be the mo- more motivated team. And if that's the case, they can win the game. That's the way that college football is now, especially late in the season like this. But Alabama has a lot to play for. They still have a shot at a playoff, but they have more pressure on their side too. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, Cole, let's sure. go back to that progression stuff. So, what is it when Peyton looks at his first read or his his guy if he's in man coverage, and, and and takes off when these other two guys are running free? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they, they I don't know what they're telling him. So that's that's the one thing that I I can't explain yeah. that part. I and mean, they may be telling him, you know, this you're looking at this side of the field because this is the way the safety's positioned. He, he's he's not able to get to this throw, 
So look at this throw first. And then, but if it's man coverage, then your second throw is going to be taken away too, if that makes sense. If, if you're trying to progress through reads. At the, by the time so you're man coverage, to, man coverage, you're not going, who's open? You're going, this. if this guy's not open, I'm running. I mean, from what I can tell, there have been a lot of plays like that where it's like a single matchup type of route, whether you want to throw the comeback or, or, or a, a back shoulder or a fade to this guy because they think that might be the best way to do it, a single coverage matchup because the safety can't get there. And the reason they can't get there is because they're loading the box against the run. So they think they have a good shot on a single-man shot, if that makes sense. And that may, that may be the key read of the play, and you're looking at it, looking at it, and if it's not there or if you don't trust it, then you don't have enough time to go back and look at everything else. And I think that's been the case a lot of times. I think he's also pulled it down a little too early. I think it's a combination of those two things. Yeah. A lot of lack of trust, it seems like, yeah. Well, it goes back to uh, probably three weeks ago, we talked to some of the receivers during media. We talked to Rivaldo Fairweather. We talked to somebody else. I can't remember who it was. But but a couple of them said they wish – in, in, in paraphrasing, they said they wish uh, Peyton would trust them a little bit more, like just throw the ball. Um, yeah. And I can understand that from a receiver's perspective. You're, you're like, I just want to try to make a play, but that's not how it works at quarterback. Peyton's, Peyton can't go back there and go, well – I mean, it's you don't have Terrell Owens out there where you're like, hey, listen, Terrell says throw it up, I'll give him a chance. It's not what you got out there. And so if you're Peyton, you're not going to be like, I'll just throw it up, man. They want the ball, give him a shot. I mean, Auburn doesn't have that kind of talent. And I don't think Peyton's willing to take those kind of chances and just throw it up and give Malcolm Johnson Jr. a shot or whoever else a shot. Like, I don't think they've earned that. So That's they kind of want a shot, but I don't think Peyton's like – I don't think he's like, I don't, why, why should I give you a shot and put my job and our team on the line? I'm just going to chunk it up to you. I, I don't think he, he, he trusts that enough. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't said this. What is Freeze telling him? Like, don't, don't turn it over. Just, yeah. Two yards. Yeah. I remember getting, um, you know, clowned or trounced or whatever on the board when I said that Peyton Thorne was accurate. He's accurate. Okay. I'm not going to go away from that. He throws a good he ball. Is, yeah. He puts it in a good place, um, you know, 90 to 95% of the time. I think what was happening earlier in the season, when he missed some of these throws, minus the wheel route to Jay Fair in the A&M game, I think he should have hit that one. He was putting it where they were supposed to be. I don't think they were in the right place, and he was going – you're supposed to be right there and hitting it right there. That's where the space is. I mean, I go back and look at it now, it seems pretty obvious. And they and the receivers have gotten better at that, honestly, in some of these things. Um, but, you know, that, that, that you're right. I think you made the best point, Justin, about he, he may not trust them. He may not trust them at all to give them those shots, and he just thinks it's the better option to just take it down and run. And that very well may be the case. You know, I was at Thanksgiving with family, and, of course, there's a lot of Alabama fans there, and uh, they like to mess with me 
because I cover Auburn. Y'all know how that goes, right? And uh, it's some really smart football people too on the Alabama side in my family, and they're sitting there and, and they're kind of making a joke about Jalen Milrow going, um, you know, or maybe not Jalen Milrow, whoever it is that has good pass protection. I think they were talking about Carson Beck, or he yeah, sits probably. there and he's going. Uh yeah, he's kind of open. Uh, let me look at this guy. You know, he's. Eh, I like that one too. I'll throw it to Bowers. I haven't, I haven't given it to him in a while. Kind of joking, like, man, he's got all day and he's got all these <laughs> these options. And then I I, I, I made the joke. You know, Peyton Thorne sitting there going, uh, yeah, he's not going to catch it. Uh, he's not open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think so. I think there's yeah. truth to that. Well, that yeah, when, Justin, when, you that. Some, when you said something about the wide receivers wishing he gave him, you know, give him a couple more chance, dude, I, I feel like they've all had m- multiple opportunities and have they just they're not dependable. And I understand his hesitancy in just throwing it up to them. Um, I think. I can't think of any of them that hasn't just dropped an, a wide open ball. Like I feel like all the wide receivers have accounted for at least one drop, and I'm not talking about a defended pass. I'm talking about a freaking drop. So I understand his hesitancy and yeah. thinking, nah, let me just get this two or three yards. And again, Cole, we don't know what he's being told. It's almost, when I watch him, it, it almost is like, I think I told you this, He's got the one read, and if it's not there, to tuck it and go. Because he's probably not going to have enough time to get to the second and third read. And even when he does, he has he been told, just go. Because mm. he looks at it. <clears throat> yeah, right. I mean, so give him the benefit of the doubt here. Sure, it's easy for me to go, damn, dude, look to your left. Cuz was right, running wide open. <laughs> yeah. And, and And you had time. Well, that was the one out of ten time you you had time to get your second, third read or whatever it is, and uh, he's probably he's probably it looks like he's been coached to say boom boom run. It's really frustrating for an outsider and somebody that's not in the huddle and not at practice because you, you look and yeah. you do see guys open at times, but you don't know what the read was, you don't know what he said, you don't know what right. the call was, all this. But when the offense is so discombobulated like it was against New Mexico State, you're like. You, you, you as the, you know, as a fan, you, you're wanting to go. Just throw it to the open guy. I, it doesn't even matter if it's the right read anymore. You're in a place now where you just got to get rid of the freaking ball. And sometimes that's that's not, you know, that's a good way to turn it over. That's a good way to yeah. uh, get way behind in a game when you think you've still got a shot. Which is why I think that might be what either he's got in his mind. Don't turn it over. Just get two or three. It's not there. My, my primary is not there. Just get two or three. Live, live to see another down. It goes back to you can you can sit on your couch on Tuesday night, turn on one of these Mac games with lesser talent, and you can watch Bowling Green complete forty passes in a game, and you're like, why is why is offense so hard for Auburn? Why is it so hard? <laughs> I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. And I think I have tried to figure this out. And I go to the defensive side on this. And I go back to my Vandy comparison. 
what is Vandy's record right now? Not very good, right? Two wins, maybe? I was going to say three. Yeah. All right. Well, they have a deeper defensive line rotation than Auburn. I've watched it. Okay. They, they can rotate more than Auburn can. Here's my question. If you replaced Auburn's defensive line and Vandy's defensive line, would you still go eight deep? I don't think so. The reason is, is because Auburn's five or six that they're rotating are better than Vandy's eight. So my point is it's a different league where Auburn's – it's a different uh, – it's not a different league because they're in the SEC, but it's a different – you have to take a different approach with your schedule and what you and, and your expectations, if that makes sense. So you can't just roll anybody in there if you're Auburn. You got to have guys you can trust, and they don't have eight. Whereas Vandy has eight, they can trust because they know they're going to lose anyway. Yeah, Cole, you mentioned uh, um, the accuracy of Peyton Thorne. It's something I've written about the last couple of times I've written about Peyton Thorne, and that is in the last five games, according to Pro Football Focus, Peyton's adjusted completion percentage is over seventy percent in five straight games. And what is that? That means uh, it drops, and then and then they sort of term it, they sort of phrase it as on-target throws. So maybe it's not a drop, but they also whoever's grading the film deems that as a as an on-target throw. Maybe the receiver slips or is not where it should be or whatever. So regardless, Peyton's got uh, they've got him as five straight games over seventy percent adjusted completion percentage. Um, I mean, Tyler Fromm had a really big drop just one game ago. Would have got it would have gotten called back because it was holding, but uh, yeah. but it was a it was a good find for for Tyler Fromm. Let me ask you this before we get to predictions, uh, because we know that Auburn fans like to make one thing a much bigger thing. Um, does this game? Um, by the way, I saw that. I don't know if you've seen that Dr Pepper commercial. The 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 whatever the commercial is where they do like they're in the football town and yeah, they have a hilarious commercial where they, they all lose their, they're watching the game and then something happens in the game and they all lose their mind. And the dude's like burning jerseys or whatever. And the guy comes on and goes, guys, it's the first play. <laughs> and then everybody comes back in. I'm like, that is our message board perfectly. Like one play yeah, and everybody's like burns the house down. Um, but does this game? Yeah, exactly. Is there any, for Hugh Freeze, first Iron Bowl, first season, you know, is there any, I don't know, is it a big game for him in terms of it being his first Iron Bowl? Does he need to do anything in particular? Obviously, you're trying to win the game, but um, I don't know. Is there anything long-term for going out there and doing something in your first Iron Bowl, competing well, showing you can compete against Saban, not any of that? I mean, he's shown he can do it in the past, or do we feel like we know enough about Freeze that, this is just a game. This 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 game shouldn't really be indicative of anything bigger than just this season, a rebuilding team, a tough game. Or is does this carry any greater significance? I guess is what I'm saying as we look at Hugh Freeze and kind of what he's going to be at at Auburn. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Not not in that regard. Yeah, I do think some things are important for Saturday specifically. Um. Number one, you have to keep the crowd in the game. Find a way to do that. Uh, number two, I think your body language is important. Believe it or not, as you freeze. Um, sometimes he gets real frustrated, and he is frustrated right now. He's, he's in a situation I don't think he's ever really been in. Uh, 
Um, but when he's over there, when he when they dial up a good play, whether it's him or Philip Montgomery or get a turnover, whatever, and he and he starts the the fist pump thing, man, I mean that that right there gets. He's done that in a couple of games, and those were Auburn's best games. Uh, is there a coincidence there? I think, you know, I think the confidence from him is such a trickle down thing, and I do think he's got some buy in on the team. Don't get me wrong. This is just today's college football. You're going to have guys not bought in, especially when you're a new guy. That's how it goes. Um, but I think his body language is important. I think you got to keep the crowd in the game. I honestly don't think the final score matters all that much. I think it matters more how mad you are about it, losing to New Mexico State a week ago. I think it matters more um, how inspired your team plays. Would uh would a win be uh you walk out of there a Georgia game uh the Ole Miss game if 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 Auburn does that against Alabama is that a win yeah you know one scored game you've got a chance to win you're leading for most of the yeah. game the crowd's crazy the environment's going crazy and you you know. Uh, fall short in the fourth quarter as they did against Georgia and, uh, and Ole Miss, and you lose by a touchdown, lose by ten points. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you the response from the recruits after those two games were very positive. It was a complete 180 from what the fans, some of the fans, yeah. you know. Oh my god, you know, that was about as good as it gets right now. Yeah, uh, and again. I think it brings up a good point, which is it, there's two different stories being told. And especially right now, if you're Auburn and you're rebuilding, and that is coming off a game, win or lose, what's the recruiting impact? What's the on-the-field impact? They're two different things right now. So, yeah, you come off there and it's a competitive game and you lose close from a recruiting angle, that's, a, that's fine. Because that means the atmosphere was probably really good. It was competitive late. Um, and that, that's what you want. You showed you can compete. The atmosphere was awesome. Hey, we need you to get us over the top. You can spin all that. Um, so, so that all that matters on the field. I don't know. To me, they already showed they can compete against Georgia. Like I think Hugh Freeze is a good, a good football coach. Now he's shown the propensity to screw it up once a year, three straight years where he's had a massive, been a massive favorite and just lost the game straight up. That's not great. But, but he's a good football coach. Um, and so it, it, the Georgia game, the Ole Miss game was close, even though offense was terrible that game. I think he's shown he can compete. So I don't know if they – I don't know if I'll learn anything new if they go compete against Alabama. Um, I mean, I've seen it before, right? I saw 2009 happen. I saw 2021 happen. Uh, I've seen lesser Auburn teams in Jordan-Hare Stadium compete with Alabama. So if they go compete, I guess I won't be shocked by that. Um, I would be a lot more concerned if they go get blown out again just because on the heels of New Mexico State, if that lingers over and then you go get blown out again, that's going to be a long three weeks before signing day uh, and maybe a little bit longer before the bowl game of people going, dang, man, like you kind of just folded there at the end. Um, and so that that would be, I don't know, that's probably more concerning. It's It's probably more about that than me necessarily learning anything new. I would love to just see him be able to rejuvenate that team and then bounce back. It would speak a lot about the culture. I don't necessarily want to go see them get smoked 
the second week in a row, that's not going to say a lot of great things about kind of where the where the team's at at the moment, and it's not going to give you a lot of momentum going into signing day or even a bowl game. It's just not a great scenario. So I, I would love for them to keep it close so we don't do a three weeks of where in the world is this program and that kind of stuff that you're that you're just inevitably going to hear. Yep, I agree. This season, I've said this many times this year, this season's about recruiting. Yeah. So when I'm thinking yep. of wins, I'm thinking of wins and recruiting. I don't expect anything more from this football team. They are where they are. So that's why I think Georgia was win. That's why I think Ole Miss was win. That's why I think New Mexico State was a terrible loss. Now, recruits don't react to losses as, uh, as bad as fans, but this is, needs to be a win in recruiting. And I, if you walk out of there with a 7 to 10, um, you know, maybe out of course, late 14-point game, and Auburn's in it and the crowd's in it and, the, and, and, the, and the, the flag, surf, whatever it's called, comes on in the fourth quarter. What's it called? Swag. Swag, sir. Swag, sir. Yeah. And, you know, if, if it's going crazy and Auburn's within a one-score game um, and, and and they find a way to lose uh, there in the fourth quarter, I, it's a win, man. I'm judging wins and losses in recruiting right now. And you keep it close. You stay in the ball game. You shorten the game. Uh, you, you keep it a two-possession game. Uh, I think that keeps the crowd, envi- uh, the crowd into it, the environment lit. And uh, it's a big win in recruiting. <laughs> And then we'll worry about wins on the field next year and the next year. What do you think about that, Cole? Yeah, I'm with you. You can't get blown out. Right. That's bottom line. Find a way to not get blown out. That's right. And Auburn fans are probably, you know, pissed that you're having to re- resort to what they consider a moral victory. And I don't sure. think uh, – I think there's a fine line between moral victory and upward trajectory. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, y- y- a close game with Alabama would show you, number one, I know how Auburn fans are. And they'll go, well, I mean, if you could keep it close to Alabama, you could have beat New Mexico State. Yes, that's true. But it's also good for recruiting, and I think a lot of Auburn fans are now on the side that, hey, once I get past some of the ugly games, I do realize that there are a lot of holes in the roster, and that has to be taken care of, right? So you show up a trajectory, and I think a lot of fans will buy in with you, and the recruits will buy in too. Just show progress. Find a way to show progress. I think that's what this game's about. And then when you get to a bowl game, go crazy. Unload yeah. the playbook. Yeah. Be dangerous. Yeah. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Turn them loose. I think at yeah. the end of this ball game, Saturday night, you want that stadium to be still packed and you want the crowd, despite the score on the scoreboard, chanting, it's great to be an Auburn Tiger. Because those kids yeah. and those coaches just poured everything they had onto that field and lost. Yeah, that, and that's I remember being at the 09 Iron Bowl, and it's maybe the only time I could remember hearing the crowd chant what you just talked about, Jeffrey, after a loss. I don't ever remember it, but it happened in the 09 Iron Bowl when Auburn 
damn near ter- pulled that off. Alabama wins the national championship, of course. Um, but there was some good energy. I, I go back and forth because at the same time, that 09 Iron Bowl was a great – we all know how the Chiswick tenure turned out. Now, you won a national title. Thank you, Cam Newton. But that program went went downhill fast. Um, Brian, yeah. Brian Harson in 2021, I have no idea to this day how Auburn led that game 10 to three. No idea how that, how that happened. 10 to nothing. Yeah. I mean, th- with that team and te- with, I have no clue how that happened. And then of course we know how the, the Harson tenure turned out. So just because they go play well doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to turn out rosy in the next couple of years. And I say that to say, kind of go back to Jeffrey's point about recruiting. Um, I hate to never, I hate to say wins don't matter because I don't, they do. Um, but if I were ranking things on what matters year one, I would rank recruiting and culture one, two wins, probably three. And I know they're like, well, what do you mean? Wins is the only thing that matters in year one. That's not true. In year one, that's not true. It, 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 they matter. They, they matter more as you go. But in year one, it's, what are you doing recruiting-wise? Can you show you can go get the talent? Are you building the culture and setting the foundation so that when you get the talent in there, then your program can build? Wins is, is so much of that in your, your year one is dependent on players you didn't recruit, on a culture you're trying to change, on assistant coaches that may, it's your first staff. Maybe some of these guys weren't your first choice, but you needed a first staff and you can adjust later on. There's just a lot about year one the impacts winning that isn't necessarily in your control and you, you didn't have full control over whatever. So uh, it's a weird dynamic, but I do agree recruiting culture one, two, and then you get into wins and stuff like that. Um, so, so in that, in that aspect, do I want Auburn to win the game? Would it be awesome? Of course, but I think a close game, a great atmosphere, impact recruiting, flip some guys. You heard, you heard Hugh Freeze talk about that on Monday. Hey, there's a bunch of guys we need to solidify. There's a couple of guys we need to flip. And so that's where his energy is going to be. I will say I talked to an assistant coach this week, and he sort of described this game as a rock fight, 60 minutes and 60 minutes of hell. I, I think what they're telling the team is they're coming into our place, make this thing ugly, punch them in the mouth, make it a fight. doesn't have to be pretty, but let's get down, let's get dirty, let's not get in some big scoring fest, but let's play defense, let's win the trenches, let's be competitive. And let's, let's make this thing into kind of a game where you're going, how are we in this game? It's close game, whatever, but, but go out there and make this thing ugly if you can and fight, keep the points low and see where you're at midway through the third quarter, getting it, getting to the fourth quarter and, and see, seeing, seeing where you're at. I think that's got to be the mindset of this team is to go out there and just make it a fist fight and, and, and then see what happens. Show, show that you're there to, to, to fight this thing. So having said that, I saw a lot of predictions from our, our friends over at BOL. I did a little behind enemy lines thing for them, and then I went back and read their predictions. A lot of 35-13 vibes, kind of kind of game. 34-13 Alabama, that type of that type of stuff. Um, how do you see it? 47 and a half over under Auburn minus 13. Um, and you're right, Cole. Most of these games in the Iron Bowl, uh, the, the favorite wins the game. Very few times does does the underdog pull out a massive upset. There have been a few. 2002 was a big one for Auburn in Tuscaloosa, um, Alabama the year before 2001. Uh, but most of the time, the favorite takes care of business. What are we? What are we? What are we thinking? What are we thinking? 
Is Auburn going to get the turnovers? Are they going to do enough to keep this thing close? Or is this just a, a tough matchup? I'll go first. It's a tough matchup because Alabama's so good, and Auburn's not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, but so is Georgia. Way of saying it. So, you know, so is Georgia. I, I really feel like it's going to be more of a game like we saw against Georgia than we did against A and N than we did against LSU. Uh, I think it's going to be that type of game. I could see a thirty-four twenty. I could see a thirty-one seventeen. I think it's going to be now. That that fourteen point difference. I think it's going to be around fourteen. I think that's fair. I think that's a good line. But is it uh, Alabama? You know, are, are they up by six midway through the fourth quarter and they score to kind of put the game away? That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a great environment. I think Auburn's going to play well. Uh, I was looking back at some of their piss poor performances earlier in the year, they've rebounded pretty well the next game. So I expect a good game from Auburn. I expect that uh, the, the, the Georgia Tide game where they're shortening the game, where they're taking their time, it's going to be frustrating as hell for you people that love offense. Um, and it's going to be uh, end up being a two-score game. I would say I, I, think you, I think you made a good point early in the show, Justin. Hell, can Auburn get to 17? Best case scenario, which is why thirty-one seventeen, you know, uh, something like that, thirty-one fourteen. It's going to be somewhere around there. I think that's a good expectation. Uh, with all that said, Auburn with a big upset, man. Twenty-four <laughs> twenty, baby. Twenty-four twenty. Yes, you. Uh, ooh. Okay. Put money on it. Yeah. Take the points, baby. <laughs> uh, I'll say 30-10 Alabama is my logical. Mm. That's my logical answer. Um, but my other – let me go with Jeffries, though. This is my <laughs> illogical. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think it's about a 20-point game, 21, three scores. A dog does not like your pick. <laughs> uh, well, I hope my pick's wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a I, – I would say if Auburn can get a couple turnovers, if Auburn can be plus two in the turnover margin, I think I think they can actually win. Um, if they can be plus two, it could be plus one, but that one better turn into probably a touchdown. If you can be plus two, I think you could. I think this could be a twenty-four, twenty-one type win potentially. Um, even you know, it may be even a twenty-four, twenty law, twenty-one type loss. But I think it's going to be right there. They can be plus two if they don't. If they if they're even on turnovers, um, or if they don't turn those turnovers into points, like they can potentially be plus one or plus two. But if they go nowhere, they don't they don't produce anything then it's going to be awfully tough. If, if they're not scoring off turnovers or at least plus two in that margin, then, it, then yeah, I'm looking at 31-14, something like that. I just don't think Auburn can keep pace 
even playing field. No turnovers, no short fields. You just want them to go execute. Um, it's hard for me to see that they, they get past 17, like I mentioned. Like I, That's almost the, the, the ceiling if they get no turnovers or no short fields for me, 17 points. And if they're not doing any of that and Alabama has all their possessions and they're not turning it over, Milrow's going to bust one or there's going to be a long pass play, a busted play, whatever it's going to be, and it's going to be hard for me to keep them under 30. So it's just going to come down to turnovers. Auburn half – New Mexico State was the first game they didn't force a turnover all year. Um, they also allowed New Mexico State to convert 50% of third downs, and you saw what happened. It was terrible. So turnovers, and then my second thing would be third downs. They were doing a really good job. Auburn was crushing it on defense in that game, in, in the season, before the New Mexico State game. Got to get back to holding teams to 30% on third down. So it's those two things. Let's watch turnovers. Let's watch uh, third downs. And then as far as Auburn's offense goes, let's watch first downs. If they're decent on first down, Auburn's offense can do something. If you start seeing first down plays that aren't productive, it is going to be a long day. If they're getting a yard, if it's second and 10 and second and nine a lot, Auburn will be lucky to get to 10 points. Lucky. So, I don't know. It kind of comes down to that. For, for, for me, they can force some turnovers. It'll be close. If they don't, it I don't really see a very good path to, to even staying within 10 if they don't do it. So we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Yep. If uh, not to not to rain on the parade, I was just looking it up. If Alabama wins, it'll be four in a row. They haven't won four in a row over Auburn since the nine in a row they won from 73 to 81. Fear the thumb. Mm. So. Yeah, Auburn's got the best streak, the most recent best streak, that six in a row streak, of course. So, and I think the it's since 2000, it's I think it's uh, 11 to 10 or maybe 12, 11. Alabama's got yeah, one yeah. game on Auburn since 2000. I know that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know the number, but yeah, you you go back to since when Pat Dye arrived, it has been damn near dead even. Um, wow. You had you had some streaks there with Auburn, of course, Saban and them. I think Saban's 11 and five against Auburn. Um, Saban's only four and four at Jordan Hare as Alabama State coach though. So it's, wow. it's, it's a tough place. It's a tough place. I mean, no, no, he's, there's no other place where he's had a 500 record at a place, you know what I mean? While at Alabama to be four and four is, is impressive what Auburn's done. So we'll see if they can get it done Saturday, two thirty CBS. Hope everybody's there. It should be a perfect day of weather for football. Hopefully you uh, didn't sell your tickets to Alabama fans. They'll get in, but hopefully the crowd. Can pr- provide some energy. Don't don't wait on if you're listening. Man, don't wait on the team to go do something. Like go out there and, and be riled up, um, and maybe try to lift them a little bit. Don't rely on them, them to uh, to lift you. And let's see what kind of atmosphere this is in the first half, and see where we go from there. But Iron Bowls are always fun. Um, recruiting. Look, if you're not on AuburnLive.com, um, the game will be fun. The recruiting coverage is going to be crazy. This is one of those games where there's going to be a ton of big time kids here. You're going to want to be at AuburnLive.com to read their reaction um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever the day is following. So make sure you're there. If you go sign up today, if you're listening, you can still get the 50% off annual subscription. Go jump on that. It probably ends Saturday or Sunday. I don't know exactly, but you better jump on it on Friday because I don't know when it ends. So jump on that. Uh, come join join the community. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Saturday. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, subscribe to YouTube, notifications, do all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next week.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.